People are asking me to comment on the Dillian Dennis thing and the Logan Paul thing and Aiden Ross, etc. I dip my toe into the drama. I seriously don't get it. I actually think probably the most peasant-minded activity is a festival. I agree. To I stand agree. in a crowd and scream at some artists like they're God and they're Jesus, and you're going to sit there and just suffer terrible conditions, surrounded by sweat and other peasants jumping up and down. And I do see sometimes some of these festivals have like a cool LED screen or something, but a big TV is not enough reason to go out to. I've got a big TV in that. I've got a big TV at home. Don't so need it. it really doesn't make sense. So I'm super glad that everyone at Burning Man is suffering. Yep. And most people are not perspicacious enough to reflect on their own life choices. But it's actually amazing how good you become at things if you reflect. I talked about this at the war room meeting, which we're about to get into. And I talked about how without reflection, without feedback, you're never going to become good at anything. And most people do not reflect and feedback on life. Let me give you an example. I get constantly complimented on the fact that I am amazing at speaking and I'm amazing at making people understand why I think the way I think. And people ask me how I got so good at it. And then someone idiot will go, well, he practiced. It's not just practice because all of you speak all day, every day. So you all practice. practice the reason I am, you've been practicing your whole life and you're still shit. You'll still sit there and try and explain to me your idea. And you'll say, um, I can't stand people to say, um, I thought you spoke English. Um, 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 bruv, it's your, it's your first language. If it's your second language, cool. If it's your first language and you're saying, um, or ah, you need to seriously look in the mirror and understand, try and work out why you're so dumb. Mm. So the reason I'm so good at it is because I feedback. I watch myself back. You can't say dumb without um. I watch myself back and I learn. And you can do this with all things in life. I don't think anybody at Burning Man is looking at their terrible situation and actually looking around and going, what am I doing with my life? How did I end up here? <laughs> how did I gear? I tried to come here. I tried. I'm stuck in the mud. There's nowhere to piss. There's no food. I can no longer evacuate the situation. Burning Man's officially over, but because of the mud, no one can leave. They're right. trapped there for days longer. And all the celebrities and people with money have bounced. On, hel on helicopters. On helicopters. Of course they have. Course, so you're just sitting there. The mud with you. And are you actually looking at yourself going, how did I end up in this place? How do I make sure I never end up in this place Suck again? Mud. No self-reflection. Like a worm. Burning Man actually used to be a big thing. I remember when it was big and it was all over Twitter and Instagram. And now it happens. And if it wasn't for the floods, I don't think anyone would even talk about it anymore. Nobody cares. I actually feel like the public consciousness has shifted. We talk about the culture war, but I feel like we're winning. Because things that used to be cool, which were all obviously satanic, like Burning Man. Yep are now no longer cool. If you five years ago said, I've just been to Burning Man, everyone would be like, hey, cool. But nowadays, I really believe if you say, I've just been to Burning Man, most people look at you and go, why? You're an idiot. Whereas people, the consciousness of, oh, I just got into great shape. Like people are changing, I'm telling you, even influencers, even people who I would have detested years ago are making like fitness journeys and fitness transformations and stuff. And I think that's the effect you're having on the world. Bro, I, re yeah. I remember three, four years ago, and I'm not trying to start beef with anyone on the internet, it's not my style. But I remember there were some famous influencers. There was that James Charles and that guy who puts the makeup on, blonde guy. I don't know his name. Jeffree Star. Yeah, they're all super famous and they were everywhere. And now I don't see them anywhere. Mm. Nobody cares about them anymore, which is good. Yeah. It's good for the world. I think the world is growing in consciousness and we're no longer just buying into this absolute satanic crap. I think the things that used to be cool, people are waking up and going, no, this is not cool. It's cooler if I actually train really hard and make a bunch of money and pray to God and look after my family. Why am I going to Burning Man? That is satanic. It is. It is pretty satanic. And I think people are starting to wake up from it. And 
that's good for the world as a whole. And there's actually very few influencers left who do not stand for something moral, which have any relevance. And the ones that do have relevance only have relevance because they're being constantly and endlessly wrecked. Oh, endlessly wrecked. Endlessly, endlessly wrecked. wrecked. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. You do. I do. Right. That's bad. <sighs> Did you see the clip of uh, Aiden Ross being shown the picture? I'm trying to stay pure. I don't want to. No, I'm just saying, Aiden, but there's a clip of Dylan and Aiden sitting together and the picture gets shown to Aiden. I've seen the picture. I know. I know you've seen the picture. I've seen the picture. Anyway, this is his decision. It's his life. And I think what happens, and I think people are starting to understand and learn, that if you're going to go through life without standing for anything and without any kind of moral fiber or, or with, standards or any standards or without a soul, that you're going to end up being punished by God. You have to be on one side of this fight. And a lot of people don't understand that the people who are in charge of the world are genuinely evil. And if you're not going to take a stand against them and you're just going to sell your soul for material possessions and think, well, I'll just get really muscly, make a little money and just, you know, skirt the line of entertainment and be a clown for the matrix and I'll be fine. You'll learn that God is unhappy with you and you will be continuously and endlessly wrecked until the end of human time. And no matter how well you try and plan or think ahead or do good, Allah is the best of planners and you will continue to be embarrassed for the rest of human history. And that's why it's so important to do the right thing all of the time, which is also why it's important you do not go to Burning Man because it is satanic. I can't imagine anything good. I can't imagine God looking down on Burning Man and being pleased with what he sees. What people squat pooing. Yeah, nothing righteous or noble goes down to Burning Man. Squat pooing in the mud. Taking an E. And then dancing to the music. And then talking about my spirituality. I learned so much about myself. What did you learn? Tell me what you learned. Sit down and give me a very interesting insight. Tell me something about the world I did not know while you took a poo in the mud. How to get a train run on you in a latrine. That's what you learned. Ridiculous. So, on to real things. Burning Man, if you're in the mud and you see this afterwards, because obviously you have no electricity right now, you are a loser. And it is very funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, congratulations. You're stuck in the mud. How do you get stuck in the mud? It's 2023. I'm stuck in the mud because it rained. You have to go out to the middle of the desert and be a loser first step one so gay right everyone i want you to get a pen and paper at home because what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you an insight into the topics we speak about at war room meetings yeah. what just happened is we a, a taste flavor a sprinkle a sprinkle so we had a war room meeting here at my house 50 war room members came and we were raising money for tape pledge and all of that money is donated to children in war-torn countries because as much as my haters try to attack me endlessly no matter what they tried to do they cannot beat me because karmic retribution is going to come back and destroy them all as i actually feed starving children and all they do is hate because they're negative people i'm a positive person i'm they a positive force for the world I, I doubt most of them could feed their own families if they had one and feed themselves a bunch of dngs brokies but i said something there which is absolutely not really true when things get difficult in your life the only people you're ever going to truly be able to rely on are your brothers you have your wife for emotional support and that's nice and you have your children and they make you happy that's you great but you support them when things actually go wrong you're responsible for them who is responsible for you it's only going to be your friends and your brothers that you can rely on it's been the same since the beginning of human time i said it here in the video i said if a tyrannical overlord were to try and oppress you and decide to destroy you the only chance you would have of survival is to band together with your brothers and resist and I spoke about this at length, and a lot of people asked me, Andrew, what country should I move to? What's going to happen to America? What's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen to the dollar? And we can talk about all these things at length. But truthfully, no matter what happens in the world, you need to have a network of extremely intelligent men with a lot of money who are paying a lot of attention, who are working very hard, who you can trust. Because no matter what happens in the world today, if you have that, you're going to be in a better position. That's what the war room is all about. We have people in countries all across the planet 
I think it's 79 countries now. We're everywhere. So it doesn't matter if you're living in a country which you believe is failing. It doesn't matter if you're living in a country which you believe is winning. You need a strong network. And that's what the war room is truly about. And because we're so massively successful, we also feed people in war-torn countries. And I've explained this before on tape pledge, but I just want to show everybody. Right. So, guys. Uh, I actually say to all of my fans and all the people who listen to me all the time, nothing will ever make me quit. Nothing will ever shut me up. Nothing will ever stop me from speaking the truth. But if you edit my name into that clip, I feel like the internet may lose me forever. I may deactivate everything and never, ever speak online ever again. People are asking me to comment on the Dillian Dennis thing and the Logan Paul thing and Aiden Ross, et cetera. I dip my toe into the drama. Because we don't really care. But, I mean, Dillian's doing a fantastic job already. I don't have it to say anything, which is why people are trying to make me say things. But we're not particularly drama merchants. We're not interested in doing any of that internet drama, social media garbage. We're not interested in doing any of it or talking about any of it because everybody already knows the truth about that situation. And I can give, yes, some interesting insights, but in general, we're trying to be a positive force for the world. And I think everybody already understands what my insights are. It's, yeah. it's Haram and that's that. And I think that life is the best teacher and everyone who is involved in that situation is going to learn a lesson sooner or later. So let's just sit back and enjoy the show yep. for now. Let's focus on self-improvement. So let me play this clip. Guys, write down the subjects. So we're going to talk about a few of them at length afterwards, but I want you to understand how much better your life will be if you under, if you heard me speak at length about each of these subjects. So get your pen and paper ready. I'm going to play it now. It's only two minutes long. Write down each subject. When you want to convince someone, you have to show you've thought about the path to the destination, right? If you have an idea, but you don't have a plan to get there, that's the difference between a dream. Everyone has a dream. We all have a dream. I have a dream. I become king of the world and I live on the moon. How are you going to do that, Andrew? Dunno. So I'll talk for a little bit. So when we talk about the sigils, one of the things that's most important about the sigils is they all complement each other. So you just nailed it by saying that you went on a super yacht and you expect to see all these killers. Yep. And then you get there and you're like, you're all nerds. Exactly. That's why we started the war room. Talk about excuses quickly. I'll tell two quick stories because both my dad and Amir, my fight coach, used to yell at me for making excuses. And the very basic premise is excuses are not for anyone else or for yourself. It's so you can feel better because nobody else actually gives a shit. And what he said about there's something primal about getting hit and hitting back, I completely agree with that. I think it's inside of every man at some level. And what you want to do is you want to be able to take that approach not towards just sparring, but life in general. So when you just told me about your scenario, to me that sounds exciting. Like, oh, my investor's gone, I gotta get the old guy back, that miserable person who didn't want to buy, I gotta get my team motivated, shit, we need to make some money. It's Wolf of Wall Street, now it's fun. Let's talk about how women love men, because women love men by shielding them, because women can't handle pain. So when they love you, they try and shield you from pain. But it's actually ultimately destructive for you as a man. I'll give you the worst example of it ever. In fact, it's the number one thing I can't stand. It's been a long time since I've been in a street fight because I'm quite a quiet guy. How do they say you get perfect at something? Practice. But that's a lie. And you know why it's a lie? Because everyone says I'm an amazing speaker, but we've all been speaking our whole lives. Most of you have been speaking, a lot of you have been speaking longer than me. We just talked about speech, but in any area of your life, if you're ever blindsided and caught off guard, the number one first thing you should do is feedback. The first thing. I mean, I know this sounds obvious, but people don't do it. We spent weeks talking about how we ended up in jail. What could we have done to avoid coming to jail? Would we have made that choice? You have to understand that you are in a high, highly competitive environment. Yeah. You're performing. You're the main character in your own movie. Yeah. Everyone is watching you, or you at least want them to. Everyone you interact with in your universe is paying attention to you. They all have an opinion of you based on what you have done and how you speak and the way you act and the way you dress and the things you've done. So you need to sit there and understand what is the opinion people have of me. Everyone's heard work smart, not hard, right? No. That's bullshit. That's a lie. 
That's a lie. Because trying to work smart, not hard, is what he described, and it's just a different form of laziness. Karma's real. You can call it God. You can call it live by the sword, die by the sword. You call it karma. You call it the secret or attraction. There's all these different ways of describing the same thing. The reason he's doing it is because the guy in the house is doing it. The reason I train so hard is because my brother's fucking 25 kilo bigger than me. So Tristan, what did you think of the War Room event? I thought it was a good event. Very, yeah. very good event. And I think uh, a lot of people get a good insight into how, how it runs, how to make money. That's what you want. Exactly. That's what you want. So obviously we're the Tate brothers. And we're here to improve the world. Are you interested in internet drama or are you interested in becoming a better person? Because that's you what money or do you want beef? That's right. You want money or you want beef? I, we have enough beef in our life. Judge is already trying to put us in jail. You gave me some really good advice, actually, Tristan. You told me how to get out of jail. How'd you say? It wasn't me. It didn't come from me. It came from a, uh, um, a lawyer called Marcel. You heard of him? Nah, there's a lawyer called Marcel. <laughs> yeah, like one of our lawyers, Marcel. What, law, he, what law school did he go to? LU3. LU3. Luton Town. Luton Town. One of the biggest, one of the best law schools in the UK. All right. Okay. And what, what legal advice did he give us to get off house arrest? It started off with BMT. You know what BMT is? Is that black man's time? That's black man's time. You have to bamboozle them. You got to throw them off. All right. So what time was the court case? They said nine. What time did you rock up? 10.45. Bro. <laughs> Confused. They are like, what's going on? What's going on? We've got a time frame here. Confused, bro. It does give you the upper hand. That's you true. Got hand, you got to throw them in there. Then why are you late? Shut your blood up, mold, like idiot. <laughs> you have to hit them immediately. You got to throw them off in all aspects of it. That's true, because then you get the upper hand in chaos, in confusion. You could sideswipe them. So yeah, hour and a half late. Then what happens? Then you start going into your case. What's the first thing you think you should say? Your Honor, who cares? This is long. Exactly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you went to the, you started, you've been to the university as well, like this law school. I've dabbled. You've dabbled. I was in and out. It was very difficult to remember the lessons. But I remember lesson one was just to go in and say, listen, this is long. You're here. I'm here. We're both busy, long, a lot Who to cares? do. Who cares? Who cares? Move to dismiss all charges. Move to dismiss all charges. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And now, no house arrest. No house arrest. So I have to thank you for that. That was actually amazing news that you heard from. Marcel, the lawyer, thank you, Tristan, for letting us know what we had to do to go off house arrest. That clearly obviously worked. Yeah. Was, that was that before or after you filmed the video? Honestly, now, in front of the, everybody, Tristan, you're going to sit here on the internet and say, I have absolutely nothing to do with this video. I don't know where it came from, and I was not involved in this production. You're going to lie to the entire world. We just sat here for nearly an hour talking about being moral, being a good person, telling the truth, doing right by God, don't go burning man, doja cat's a Satanist, etc. And then you're going to sit here and lie to everybody at home and say that video has nothing at all to do with you. The video is so gay, I can't even pretend like it's me. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Whoa. It's like super gay. Are you a bigot? <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> You're a bigot. I'm not a bigot. That's not me, though. There's one thing you can't insult in the Western world, and that's the pride flag and gays. If you do that, that's a capital crime. You're going to go to jail. It's mad, though, isn't it? it I had a very uh, beautiful Muslim Islamic girl say to me, she was absolutely gorgeous, and she said... Is American culture just frozen food, gang signs, and the pride flag? And I was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, think no, that, it, it is. I think that might be it. There's, there's not much else. That's all we have as a culture. What else do we have that we fervently de defend? Because if you go to the Middle East, there's certain things you have to defend. You have to defend God and you respect yeah. your family. If you have like a sick cousin, you take care of him. As your parents get old, you take care of them. Family's a big deal. God's a big deal. You have traditions, you have holidays that you stick by, you eat certain foods on certain days, you fast at certain times, etc. What do we have in the Western world that
that is beyond reproach, that cannot be insulted or attacked besides that flag? Name something. You can, you can, you can, you can attack the flag of your country. You can attack God. You can attack morality. You can attack everything. You can attack children. You can chop your dick off. It's all cool, but you cannot attack that flag. And you know what's mad? In a lot of cases, that flag attacks those those things you're naming. Of course they do. It attacks religion. It attacks children. Of course it does. Not obviously not all, but a lot. Of, absolutely. Because it's a Trojan horse and they come along and say, you must be tolerant of this flag. If you're not tolerant, you're a bigot. And then they use that flag and they weaponize it to destroy absolutely everything, which is the fabric of society. The most basic fabric of society is family. When you can psyop people into not caring about their own parents when their parents get old. Yeah. Talk about a broken society. But how did we get here? <sighs> Buckle deep, up. It's a deep hole, bro. It's a deep hole. But we got here very purposefully. They have to isolate us. They have to make us all not care about anything outside of ourselves. Because when you're when you're miserable and lonely and sad and you only care about yourself, why would you put any effort into defending a nation or a country or a street or a town? So what they try and do is they isolate you because divided we fall and united we're much harder to fight. So they try and break us down along lines, the obvious ones, political affiliation and race and religion, all these things, of course. These are the obvious ones. But then the true psyop is when they stop a man being able to truly be in love with a woman or a, a woman truly being in love with a man, so the family's broken. Yeah. So they do this on purpose again by feminizing the men and masculinizing the women so men and women can't even be together in a happy relationship anymore. Yeah. And then everything is completely utterly fucked and you end up miserable and depressed, especially men. Men are a lot more unhappy than women because women can find temporary pleasures much easier than a man. If you're a man and you're pissed off with life, how can you really make your life better? You're Joe Schmo. You're Mr. Average. How do you instantly improve your life? You can't, right? If you're a chick and you're miserable and you're mid, you just go to the club. You get taken out. You get taken somewhere. You get invited somewhere. You can date a new guy every week. You get to go to new restaurants all the time. You get flown out to Dubai. You get to distract yourself. How does the average man distract himself from crippling depression? It's, yeah, see, a woman can go out and find someone to give them what they want and a man has to work for it uh, absolutely and then they say but it's a patriarchy and women are oppressed and they come out with some more garbage and they entitle women even further into believing somehow that they're oppressed it's actually really interesting this oppression argument because they say men oppress women and i'm like why or you're oppressive if you care about something now they've psy up the world into thinking if you care about a woman you're oppressive over her if i say to a woman i love you and i want you to be safe you shouldn't be out at night i'm a bad person i'm a you look like a hoe but yeah, I'm oppressing her. If my security team say we're not going there that time at night, are they oppressing me? Or do they, do they care about me? Do they work for me? Me trying my best to keep a woman safe is me working for her. It's me putting in effort to make sure she has a better life. That's me caring. How is that oppression? Now they're going to try and convince you that caring is oppression. In the modern world, in the Matrix mind, they want you to have a relationship with a girl and she's allowed to do whatever she wants. She can go partying with other dudes. She can go out and she can drink. She can walk alone at night. She can do all this stupid shit. She can tell you she doesn't want to listen to you because you're oppressive, but you still have to pay for everything for her and constantly entertain her all of the time. Otherwise, you're a bad person. And they want you to sign up to these relationships. And when you end up miserable, they have what they want. A lot of people don't understand that happiness and smiling is also how you resist the matrix. You resist the matrix by just being a happy, contented individual. Because when you wake up and go, no, I am not as depressed as you want me to be. Because when you're depressed, you're not going to fight for anything. If you're depressed sitting in your room and COVID comes, you're like, whatever, I don't go out anyway. If you're a happy person living a good life, you're like, nah, you can't lock me up. No, yeah, yeah. I want to do something. So it's all done on purpose. That's another reason they push this idea of depression. My biggest ever internet attack at the beginning of my internet fame was when I said depression wasn't real. 
The Matrix got mad. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Everyone's depressed. I'm not. So why do I want to listen to you? Why do they want people to be depressed? Why do they want you to be broke? Why do they not teach you anything important ever? Why do they want you to be miserable? Why do they not want you to have a happy relationship with a woman? Why do they not want you to care about your own family? Why if you wake up and say, my mom's worked too long, I'm gonna try and get rich so I can pay for her to retire. Will they call you a bad person? That's literally happened to some students in the real world. They're gonna attack you for it. And they're doing it very purposefully because they want you to be a miserable, selfish person. Because if you're ultimately selfish, you don't care about anything outside of yourself, which means you're never gonna resist. And the, and the slave mind requires selfishness and it requires unhappiness. You need to be a very happy person who cares about other people. The Matrix can't stand that I feed children. They hate me for it. When the BBC sit down with me, they're like, yeah, but why do you do this? Why do you do charity? Is it to, to try and change your image? To, bro, I'm feeding kids. Why are you crying? Why, why are you mad? Why do you care? Why does that offend you? It offends you because if you're a good person doing good things, it makes me smile. It makes them smile. Happiness is outlawed. You have to be depressed and miserable and sad all the time to the point where your own mother can be dying. And you're like, oh, why are you dying for? I want to go burning, man. This is long. That's what they want. That's the end state they desire from you. Absolute and utter selfishness. You have to care about other people. Caring about other people and being happy is how you resist the matrix. So when did you film the video? <laughs> That's not me. Bro. Tristan. That's not me. Tristan. When... It's funny though, speaking on that, like I, I've got a doctor friend and she was talking about like depression and stuff. And she was saying like, there used to be a bracket you had to have like three specific things to uh, actually fall into depression. And then they opened up this bracket so that more people can say that they're depressed. Of course. The doctors have to give them like tablets and stuff. Of course. Cause it's all, it's all semantics trick. Yeah. That's another thing. It's all semantics trick. So she she's a doctor. She's like, Oh, I think it's just bullshit. Loads of people are coming up and saying that, you know, they've got depression. I'm like, you don't have depression. You might be sad sometimes. Of course you're, you're sad. You're partying. You're still doing this. Someone who's depressed doesn't do that. Of course you're, de- of course you're sad. Your life's shit. I'd be depressed if I was you. I, I, bro, I say that to people. I listen to people come and they come to me and go, I'm depressed. I'm like, send me a picture. And I look at it and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. I of course, you're a fucking dork. I'd be depressed if I was a fucking nerd, but I'm not. So how did I stop myself being a nerd? Hard work. You have to go through it. Build yourself. Build yourself. And as a man, you're supposed to go through pain. And you're supposed to feel a bit sad. And the reason you feel depressed, God has instilled that inside of you to warn you that you're a fucking loser. If you were top G, you wouldn't be depressed. So why are you depressed in the first place? Because you haven't got what you want. So you're going to go get it. You're going to sit there and cry about it. A pill is not going to give it to you. Nobody else is going to give it to you. But they're doing this on purpose. They're pushing this idea of depression. They want the male populace hyper depressed. Yeah. And it's actually very intelligent what they do because the number one thing that will stress you out as a man is your chick. You're in love with a chick. You're in love with a chick. She's doing X, Y, Z, running her mouth, cheating, whatever. It's the number one thing that will get in your psyche. It is. So they try and encourage her to do it. Have you ever seen a TV show that women watch say, don't be a hoe? Ever. It's true. <laughs> no. In fact, it's saying, you, need, you only live one life. He's oppressing you. You need to go out with those guys. They're just your friends. Yeah. They, bro, it's on purpose. True. None of this is an accident. Doja Cat's a fucking demon and shit. Yeah, They're listening to her. What's she singing about? I don't listen to Doja Cat. I don't know what she sings about. But it's got to be. Someone pull up Doja Cat lyrics. Someone send me Doja Cat lyrics. It's probably clearly satanic. 
And she's singing it into your mind, into your brain. And your woman's sitting there listening to it going, she'll be a burning man this month. And then you go to the mud and you take drugs and you listen to the satanic waves. Do you think when she comes home to you, she's going to cook you a nice meal? Do you think she's a woman worth having? Of course not. And then people sit and go, is this an accident? Is this happening by chance? None of this is by chance. All of this is designed. It's designed in the Western world to completely destroy us. And then you have to look at the meta argument. You have to look at the meta point of it. People say, well, if they do all this, it's going to destroy Western society. And I say, yeah, completely. Why would they want to destroy Western society? Because they don't believe in Western versus Eastern society. They don't care about anything besides themselves and forever profit and earning money and control. So as long as they can control everything, they don't give a shit. Because if the whole world falls apart, but Saudi stays cool, they'll get penthouses in Saudi. They run the world. They don't care. They don't care about you working your shit job with your shit relationship to press. They don't give a shit. Here we go. Here we go. Doja Cat lyrics. (laughs) How my demons look. Now that my pocket's full. How my demons look. Now that you bitches shook. Yeah, how my demons look. Now that my pocket's full. So I guess she's, I'm I'm guessing. She starts the song with how my demons look. Is that not crazy enough? And and then what she's trying to say is blatant, of course. And she's saying, I worship demons. I'm a devil worshiper, but I'm rich. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You have, yeah, you have money. Cool. But there's more to life than just money. Your soul is unhappy. I don't believe people who do bad things can intrinsically be happy. They can feel temporary dopamine from control. They can feel temporary dopamine from feeling in charge of other people, but a very sadistic evil way. They're not actually happy in their hearts. I don't think Doja Cat looks at that picture and feels happy with herself. She sold her soul. I say this before. I say the reason me and Tristan are attacked by the Matrix is because we're massively influential and haven't sold our souls. People go, what do you mean sold your soul? That is selling your soul. Who told her that? Who wrote this piece of paper, gave it to her, said dress up like this and sing this? Yeah, it's wild. Bro, it's scary. This shit is done on purpose. Then like you're showing it to children. like To kids. kids. And the reason they attack the kids is because kids are the most impressionable minds. Yeah, of course. So that's why they go. Why do they choose a rainbow? Who likes rainbows? Kids. Bro, it's scary. So how do you combat all this stuff? That's why me and Tristan and I are literally trying, me and you, sorry, are out here literally trying to just feed people and do good things. And they attack us for it. They have printed the fact that me and you are human traffickers because of TikTok accounts of some garbage for years. But when actual sexual predators do actual things, they don't mention it in the news ever. It's true. Not once. And you do so much as well. Can't even lie. Yeah, of course. I was shocked. Like, I literally Googled it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, how is this not made like headlines on anything? Because we haven't sold our souls. They want us to sell our souls. They want us to come here and sit down and start talking to, and promoting Burning Man. They want us to sit here and go, you know what? Burning Man will be sick. Look, bruv. Look, this is going to be great. That's what they want. But we refuse to do it. And that's why the matrix attacks us. But God is the best of planners. And I believe it's all going to be good in the end. But all of this is very deliberately designed. I don't think most people at home watching this. There's some people who want to talk about internet beefs, etc. They don't understand they're in the middle of a war for their minds. And that every single thing they watch and consume, even by accident, is designed to try and enslave them. If you wake up and you're low motivation, I don't understand how that can happen. I curate my reality very well. If you're a full grown man and you wake up, you should feel fire in your blood to conquer the world. If you wake up and you don't feel fire in your blood, it has been suppressed on purpose. Somebody has come along and said something or done something to you that has destroyed your innate, natural, God-giving, masculine quality to want to go out there in the world and do amazing things. But you wake up and you just want to sit around your house. Why? They've done that to you on purpose. 
It's on purpose. It's all purposeful. And you've fallen for it. You've been programmed by the matrix. You have to resist. You have to find out exactly how they're getting this crap in your mind and resist it. Sure, that's why it the brotherhood thing you talk about is so important. Though. It's so important because your brothers won't let you. Yeah. You need to have a strong network of men who don't allow you to make these mistakes. For sure. If I walked in the room to the war room and said, hey, guys, listen to Doja Cat, I'd get my ass kicked. <laughs> I would. It's true. I mean, I'm a ninja. It'd be like Neo and the agents, but they might they'd probably overpower me in the end. There's a lot of them. But you have to have people to keep you in check. Yeah. Because there's actually a really interesting article I read once, and I Googled up how accurate are drummers? Because I saw these really, really good drummers, and I thought, they're keeping time perfectly. Mm. If a drummer played for an hour by himself, would it be exactly an hour? Because they're keeping time. That's what they do. And the study showed that without the guitar, without the bass, without the other members of the band, within a few minutes, they've completely lost time. You need your pointers. You need your pointers. You need to go in line with the other stuff. You need to have a reality which is created. If you're surrounding yourself with men who understand how the world really works and understand the satanic agenda are trying to make as much money as possible and do good things and refuse to believe in depression and have good relationships with women who truly respect them and are raising children in a, in a favorable way so they're not being psyoped, it's going to be very difficult for you to fall down the pit. There's another reason why they try and attack brotherhood. Brotherhood is attacked. They don't want you to have guys you can rely on at any level. They, they insult that and attack that all the time. Yeah. Shouldn't be like that. Nah, you should be chasing your chick. There is no bigger waste of time than chasing a chick. Bro, do you know how mad I get shit like that? It's the biggest, the, the number of hours that have been wasted by men texting to some chick trying to explain logic. <laughs> and it goes on for six, seven hours. It never works. It never works, bruv. And we all do it. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. We've... Just one more sentence, she'll get it. They don't get it. No, it's a waste. You need to have those guys around you to prevent you doing that shit. It's all a trap. I think how illogical women are like, can, can be sometimes. I remember I had a conversation with one girl, right? And she was like, showing me pictures of herself. She was like, could you ever see yourself with me? And I was like, to be honest, not really, because uh, you, you dress a bit out there. And she's like, what do you mean by that? You want to control how I'm dressed? I said, no. I said, look at this. You are showing your nipples out on this picture. Do you have other clothes you like? That you can wear yes so why would you choose the one that pisses me off 100 percent. 100 you have a hundred options you love 100 percent. why would you choose the one that pisses me off but that makes you oppressive and that's the whole thing that's interesting about the psyop because society it's psyoped females to the point where it has convinced them that men oppress them if we convince them to not show their bodies to other men and you know what was mad so in, by the end of it she was like yeah i understand blah blah, blah. then she left spoke to her friends I was like, you know what? I really thought about what you said and it is quite impressive. Like, we just went over how it's not. Yeah. You agree. Like, actually, do you know what? Yeah, because it's not that I I don't, well, no, I don't want other men looking at you, but I don't want you to be viewed a certain way because I like you. Completely. We're trying to protect her. So what are we talking about? Protection is now oppression. Exactly. The number one way, the most misogynistic thing you could do, the most oppressive, terrible thing you could do as a man is convince women they have to walk around naked all the time so men can look at them. That's that's misogynistic and oppressive. Saying to a woman, be modest, is not oppressive. That's saying, protect your body parts and don't allow men you don't know to ogle you so that you can be an individual with some sovereign control over how she's viewed. Yeah. But no, you're oppressive for that, and she's free and somehow liberated if she displays her body to men permanently. And do they not understand as well? We're the men, right? So I could be, I could be working somewhere, and I'm with the other men that will just be like, yo, I she see her nipples. Like, oh, look. So I know it happens. I'm there when it happens. I've 100%. seen it. So when you're saying to me, like, oh, you just don't want me to. No, I, I know what's being said about you. 
100%. I'm there. I'm in the field. They're not. They're not saying it to you because they're trying to smash. Like hundred percent. So they're, they're going to tell you that it's great because they just want to smash. But I'm there with the guys, just acknowledging you as a sexual object, which if, is what you're claiming that I'm doing. Completely. To protect you. Completely. They don't understand. By they call it oppressive, but it's really just caring. Yeah. If my kid only ate chocolate, nobody would tell her to not only eat chocolate because they don't care. I would say you can't only eat chocolate. Am I oppressive or do I care about my child more than the random people on the street? Same thing if I said to a woman, don't dress that way. You shouldn't dress that way without me so around. The number one thing they'll say, they'll be like, oh, you're not my dad. And what do you think your dad tries to do? Protect you. <laughs> <laughs> what would your dad say? <laughs> your dad's trying to protect you. Yes, I'm not your dad, but the same way he's trying to protect you is what I'm trying to do. And you're getting mad about that. A hundred percent. The fact that you are liking me to your father shows I am right. Yeah. Because yeah. your dad cares about you. Yeah. Bro, world is a mess. It's a mess, bro. It's a mess. How are we going to fix it, Tristan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy it's not easy it's not easy it's hard you just got to surround yourself with the right people be into the right things mental like being uh taking care of your own mental health 100 you're you're in control of that you, you have to be do you understand you have to be i don't get when people say like, oh do you know i can't do this like you you are the person who decides to get up and go gym or or Go to work. You decide that. hundred percent. And they're going to try and convince you. That's another thing they come along and say, oh, yeah, it's okay. You, you know, it's okay to, you know, feel this way. And it's no, you're not less of a man if you just give up. No, yes, you are. Because it's ultra competitive and you're competing against men who never give up and you're going to fucking lose. And you need to have men around you. It's impossible to be the only one who doesn't go to the gym if everyone you know is going to the gym and saying, come on, let's go. So you spend most of your time with losers. You wonder why you're still a loser. Society is broken because men have allowed it to be. Yeah. That's another thing that like all these red pill podcasts and stuff. I've stopped doing a lot of red pill stuff, a lot of stuff talking about girls, etc. because truthfully we sit and blame girls all day, but it's men's fault. Yeah, for sure. It's all men's fault. You see all these red pill guys sitting there moaning at women. It's because you're, it's called men are bitches. Yeah. Women only get away with this shit because we allow them to get away with it. If you sit there and say, like you said, I like you a lot, but I have standards as a man and I don't want you to dress that way. Yeah. Then they're going to have to stop. If you're going to sit there and allow it, then what they're going to do. It's true. So men have allowed society to completely break down because men have no moral fiber. Men are afraid to stand up and speak for what they believe in. And you don't have to be a bad person to say it in a very calm, respectful way. Yeah. I've said to girls all the time, I've said to girls, look, you can wear that when I'm next to you. But if you're out by yourself, you don't need to be wearing that. Why? Why would you display yourself that way when you're out by yourself? Completely and utterly. But you're not allowed to have any even opinion. You're not even allowed to have standards as a man. This is why I don't think most people at home understand. As a man now today, if you have standards for the woman you want to be with, basic standards as to yeah. how she talks to you, how she dresses, how she interacts with other people, those standards are deemed evil and oppressive. You're not allowed standards as a man. You have to just sit there and accept whatever. And that's where the sadness comes in. And then you end up miserable because you're a man and you want to have some degree of control. You're a man. You should want to be a king at least of your own house. For sure. If you're not the king of your own house, what's the point in even going to work? Why are you even working? Why are you even paying for everything? You're not even the king of the house. What's the point? <laughs> Bro, it's a psyop. So I don't think most men under, at home understand literally how desperate it is. And I say the answer to it is male excellence. You need to make a whole bunch of money. You need to get out there. You need to do some amazing things. You need to become that guy. Because there's guys out there who can still pull off living the dream life. I know because I'm doing it. But if you're Joe Schmo, it is hard. Because you're interacting with the average chick. You're the average dude. It's bullshit. It's, uh, I'd be depressed. Depression's real at the bottom, bro. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's it's hard. It's super hard. And, the, and being depressed leads to the loneliness. You know, and that's how you again attack the brotherhood. You separate them. You get them depressed. They don't band together. Well, I uh, let's let's ask a question here, right? So let's imagine there was ten of us. We're all we're all boys. 
one of the guys on the team is depressed. We've tried to hype him up. It's been a whole 10 minutes. He's still being a bitch. Come on, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Would you hang around with him? It's like, bro, you're going to get us killed or something. You're going to kill yourself or you're going to kill me or bring a negative energy in the room. And we now look like a target. Like all 10 of us get out the car, look like soldiers. You're moping at the back. You're, make, <laughs> you're making our the ops think we're easy to rob. Like you're just bringing bad luck. The weak link's obvious. The weak, you're the yeah, you're a weak link to the whole team. We can't have it. So when you're depressed, you can't even find real friends. My friends are the kind of guys who'll turn up and go, everything's fucked. <laughs> Let's fix it. Yeah, it's true. She's got a jail, boom, matrix attack. Woo! We're happy. Yeah, because that makes us hard to hurt. If you're miserable, then you're not even gonna have good friends because good people don't want to hang around with a bunch of miserable people. It's draining. It's draining and it's boring. So, and especially another thing that people don't understand is. If we're dealing with our own mental problems and our own issues in our own life, we don't want to deal with yours. That's true. Why should we? You're a man. You're supposed to deal with it. Nobody gives a shit. I'll tell you who doesn't give a shit the most. Women. Yeah. Bro, go to a woman and say, I'm too depressed. I'm too sad to work. Sorry. And then start the timer until she leaves you. <laughs> no, it's literally a countdown. The rent needs paying. Yeah, but I'm sad. I'm sorry. I'm sad. We'll sort it when I'm happy. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> I thought she loved you. Not when you can't provide, she doesn't. Yeah. You'll see. You, there is a burden of expectation on you as a man. You're expected to do the impossible all of the time. You're expected to perform regardless of how you feel. And if you don't meet those expectations, you will be forever punished by life, by your girl, by your friends, by existence. There's no other option but to be a G about it. You have to just be a G. Because how did you interest and handle jail? What am I going to do? Not handle it? What does that even mean? Want to bang my head against the wall? How does that help in any way? You have to just get it done. It do anything. You have to just get it done. So it's super important. And that's why we talk about the war room. The number of people who joined the war room and said, bro, my life completely changed. I'm like, yeah, I bet it did. Because you're finally around men who hold you accountable. You can't say I'm going to be in better shape and then turn up at the next meeting and not be in better shape. Yes. Because we will all literally call you fat and say, what? <laughs> <laughs> actually will as well. Why you lied to us? You lied to us. You said you were going to be something. And you didn't do anything about it. We will hold you accountable. That's how the masculine essence has always been. We don't live in fairy tale lands. We live in a very accountable real world scenario. And you're accountable for yourself as well. You've got that, you have to realize that you're accountable for yourself. Like 100%. You can't stop blaming this person, blaming that person, or do better then. 100%. And that's the way I tweeted something today that's super true. I tweeted it, and all my girlfriends, I mean, sorry, my, am I allowed to say all my girlfriends? I oh, fuck it. All my girlfriends, <laughs> busted. All my girlfriends sent me the link to the tweet, and they're like, is this about me? I'm like, yeah. And I tweeted. <laughs> I tweeted my brain, SEC countdown on BTC ETF, worrying about 117 staff courtly appraisals, dealing with international banking problems, dealing with the real world, dealing with the war room, et cetera. I put a list of things. And then I said, her brain, can we go to the spa? Because that's her brain. <laughs> I fancy a spa. I want to go to the spa. I want a spa day. She gets to wake up and just be, I fancy the spa. I have to wake up. There's a thousand problems, real stress, real headache. I don't have time to just go to the spa. She has no issues paid for. Her life's easy. If you have to text me and say, it is about me, it's about you, bro. 100%. Like, what? 100%. <laughs> Can I go to the spa? That's how empty their, their lives are when they have a man who they truly care about. They ain't got to worry about nothing. They're taken care of. I've had women say to me, the best thing I like, I like about being with you because I don't have to think about nothing. It's just all done. Yeah, you get to just exist happy. As a man, you don't ever get that privilege ever. And it's, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. So you're just going to have to get on with don't it. Don't cry it about done. it. That's just how it is. Exactly. That expectation's on you. 
it, it should drive you. And that's just how it is. hundred percent. And what's going to, what's interesting is I try, we talk about all these things on purpose because I genuinely believe if you're a man who takes complete responsibility for himself and responsibility for his life and responsibility for the people he cares about, you know, you need to become as strong and rich and successful as possible. And in the process of doing all of these things, you're not going to do it without a strong network. You're going to find a network of brothers. They're going to hold you accountable. And by the time you get to the end of all these things, you're going to end up naturally resisting evil. Yeah. Naturally. Because it's the only end state is to get to a point where you go, no, this is wrong because I am protective of my women, protective of my children. And the what things they're trying to teach to the world and society are genuinely wrong. Yeah. And that's how you resist them. So if you want to, you can be an atheist if you're stupid enough. That's fine. But if you do enough good and you're actually trying to self-improve, you're going to end up finding God and doing God's work just by yeah. being a fantastic man anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why I don't give a shit about all this internet drama, all this garbage. None of these people are actually genuinely trying to serve God. They're not trying to actually genuinely make the world a better place. Yeah, like at the end of it, what have you actually done? And you have to decide. Yeah, completely. And you have to decide if you want to just be entertained by a clown show or if you want to actually genuinely improve your life. And if you want to genuinely improve your life, I'm going to play the clip again in case anyone missed it. Pen and paper because I'm going to do an email on this tomorrow about all the topics we discussed in the war room meeting. And I want you guys to once again, pay attention and understand that if you were in the war room meeting, if you were here at my house with other war room members, we raised $293,000 for tape pledge. We fed children, which is a huge karmic bonus. And then you paid attention to these lectures and we talked at length for over two days. We were speaking, smoking cigars, having a barbecue, chilling, talking about the most important things in life. Imagine how your life would change, how your worldview would change, how different a person you would be if you were involved in these conversations. So once again, write the subjects down because I'm going to do an email on them tomorrow. When you want to convince someone, you have to show you've thought about the path to the destination, right? If you have an idea, but you don't have a plan to get there, that's the difference between a dream Everyone has a dream. We all have a dream. I have a dream. I become king of the world and I live on the moon. How are you going to do that, Andrew? Dunno. So I'll talk for a little bit. So when we talk about the sigils, one of the things that's most important about the sigils is they all complement each other. So you just nailed it by saying that you went on a super yacht and you expect to see all these killers. Yep. And then you get there and you're like, you're all nerds. Exactly. That's why we started the war room. Talk about excuses quickly. I'll tell two quick stories because both my dad and Amir, my fight coach, used to yell at me for making excuses. And the very basic premise is excuses are not for anyone else, they're for yourself. It's so you can feel better because nobody else actually gives a shit. And what he said about there's something primal about getting hit and hitting back, I completely agree with that. I think it's inside of every man at some level. And what you want to do is you want to be able to take that approach not towards just sparring, but life in general. So when you just told me about your scenario, to me that sounds exciting. Like, oh, my investor's gone. I got to get the old guy back, that miserable person who didn't want to buy. I'll get my team motivated. Shit, we need to make some money. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Now it's fun. Let's talk about how women love men, because women love men by shielding them, because women can't handle pain. So when they love you, they try and shield you from pain. But it's actually ultimately destructive for you as a man. I'll give you the worst example of it ever. In fact, it's the number one thing I can't stand. It's been a long time since I've been in a street fight, because I'm quite a quiet guy. How do they say you get perfect at something? Practice. Practice. But that's a lie. And you know why it's a lie? Because everyone says I'm an amazing speaker, but we've all been speaking our whole lives. Most of you have been speaking long, a lot of you have been speaking longer than me. We just talked about speech, but in any area of your life, if you're ever blindsided and caught off guard, the number one first thing you should do is feedback. The first thing. I mean, I know this sounds obvious, but people don't do it. We spent weeks talking about how we ended up in jail. What could we have done to avoid coming to jail? Would we have made that choice? You have to understand that you are in a high, highly competitive environment. Yeah. You're performing. You're the main character in your own movie. Everyone is watching you, or you at least want them to. Everyone you interact with in your universe is paying attention to you. 
They all have an opinion of you based on what you have done and how you speak and the way you act and the way you dress and the things you've done. So you need to sit there and understand what is the opinion people have of me. Everyone's heard work smart, not hard, right? That's bullshit. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because trying to work smart, not hard is what he described and it's just a different form of laziness. Karma's real. You can call it God. You can call it live by the sword, die by the sword. You call it karma. You call it the secret or attraction. There's all these different ways of describing the same thing. The reason he's doing it is because the guy in the house is doing it. The reason I train so hard is because my brother's fucking 25 kilo bigger than me. Right? It's amazing. That's what, that, it's that network, that energy around you, men who are constantly doing So we're going to do a quick Q&A for me and Tristan here, answer some questions before we go. 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, you have any specific questions. And I'm doing this here on the emergency meeting because I get so many email questions. I'll try my best to reply to them, but I can't reply to them all because there's so many. So if you have any specific questions, feel free to fire them to us now. One guy just asked how you donate to Tape Pledge. Tape Pledge is for war room members only. It is a luxury. And it is a luxury because I genuinely believe there's no better karmic bonus to life than feeding starving kids kids who can't eat get a meal with your name on it that has to be a good thing it doesn't matter if you call it karma doesn't matter if you call it live by the sword die by the sword doesn't matter if you call it give what you get it's it's got to be a bonus to your life path there's no way that can be a bad thing and it's specifically for war room members we do not accept outside donations i donate 25 million a year of my own money so i don't need anybody else's money i allow people to donate and feed, feed kids to do them a favor it's good for you and the children I don't need anybody's money. I'm not trying to raise money here from anybody else. So if you want to donate to Take Pledge, you have to be a War Room member and you have to come to the War Room events. Right. Someone asked me about Aiden Ross. Supposedly Aiden Ross is back on the lean. Is that true? Do you know who he is? I know a little bit about Aiden Ross, but I can't really like dive into stuff like that. Let's find that sort of media. So if Aiden is if Aiden is is incessant on the fact that he wants to continue to take drugs, then there's not much anybody else can do about that. And he's gonna have to live the life path he's laying out for himself. He's someone you spoke to already, I'm guessing. Yeah, I spoke to him. I've done like podcasts with him. He's a kid and I try and help him a bunch and then he got addicted to lean. Supposedly he's back addicted to lean. I have things to do. So if you're gonna get back on lean. Yeah but bro that comes down to the brotherhood thing again. Who do you have around you? Completely. He's you know what I'm saying he's, like like even like you said, having money doesn't always equate to happiness. If you don't have the right people around you, you don't have the right goals, if you don't have the right mind and, and incentives. So what people does he have around him that allows him to just keep doing that? Money is an amplifier. Money doesn't change anything about who you are. They say you find out who someone really is when they have money. That's true. But money amplifies. I'm not top G because I have money. I'm top G because I was a G and then got rich. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people with more money than me who aren't top Gs. You have to, it amplifies who you are. So you have to become something when you're broke so that when you become rich, you get to stay that guy. Because when you're rich, it's too hard to forge yourself in fire. It's too difficult. Yeah. And if you look at the best people in life, if you look at the most interesting, most inspirational men on the planet, all of them have been through hell. Name a guy who you really respect who hasn't had a hard, difficult life. And then they, they went through some shit. So you're supposed to go through it. And then if you get enough money, you can amplify all those characteristics about yourself, like the fact that you're extremely brave and resilient yeah. and you get a platform and you can teach the world, etc. But it only amplifies. Someone like Aiden Ross, who's a little nerd, made a bunch of money streaming, stayed a little nerd. Now he's a super nerd on lean. How old is he? 
I don't know, bro. He's like 20 something. He's got like 50 million a year from some haram. Well, I guess he's still got time to grow and stuff, but he needs to find out quick. That's the truth. And, but uh, yeah, of course. But this is another thing. This is really interesting. When you stand for nothing, and the only way you can even keep your career is to a degree drama, to a degree being a clown and attracting attention for being entertaining, not for being knowledgeable, not for yeah. educating, but entertaining other people. You're entertaining as a person if you keep going on and off drugs. We wouldn't be talking about him unless he was going on and off drugs. So he makes his, he's like a clown. So that's what, exactly. And most of these influencers are. That's how they stay influencing, influencing by doing clown shit, by doing dumb shit. They have to do dumb shit or nobody talks about them. So that's a hedonistic path towards hell anyway. If he converted and he actually started paying attention to God and started actually trying to help the world and feeding children, if he went out there and did difficult things and learned life lessons and came back on stream and talked about what he learned, if he took actual risk and told the world about how it feels to be afraid and how it feels to be brave, if he actually went through something, he could educate people, but he's afraid. So because he's afraid and he's a coward, what else can you do but be a clown? And how do you be a clown? What do clowns do? They self-depreciate for your entertainment. They make a fool of themselves so you laugh. So why is he back on lean? For views, I guess. He may not even realize that himself. But that's why he's back on lean. He's back on lean so he has something to talk about on his fucking stupid show. And I actually like Aiden as a person. But if he's genuinely back on drugs, that's why he's done it. How many times can I try and help the guy? I've told him, go to the gym, get in fantastic shape. You're rich and young. You should be built like a, an animal. If he's not going to do that and just go back on drugs, then what, what can I do for him? And also, there's another thing that's very important. People around you are only going to care about you for so long as a man until you give up. Yeah. I'll tell you about me as a person. If I drive down the road and someone comes up to my car begging for money, if they're an old lady, I give them money. If they're a lady, I give them money. If you're a young man and you ask me for money, no. <laughs> yeah. Get a job. Yeah. You're a dude. There's not a reason good enough that you're here. Yeah, completely. There's no reason why you can't make some money without begging because you're a man. You could carry bricks. Do something. Yeah. Women get away with that stuff. Old people can get away with it. But if you're a young military age man, there's no excuse for this shit. Absolutely no excuse. Got a question here. Hey, I just moved to Germany. I'm extremely lonely because I don't know German. What should I do? Prof. Thank you, Prof. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> a story about a man who moved to Romania seven years ago and doesn't speak a lick of Romanian. But he is such an interesting, important person that people will learn English just to talk to him. Because he is, he's the A side in the conversation. I don't have to learn their language because if they want to talk to me, they have to talk to me in my language. Because if they speak to me, they will gain knowledge. The fact that you're walking around talking English and Germans don't even want to bother using broken English to communicate with you means you're a loser. It is your fault. The reason you're going up to people going, hey, my name's Dan, and they're replying in German. They do not have any interest <laughs> in speaking to you. That is true. Because you're a dummy. If you were big and strong and you got out of a Ferrari and you went up to a German guy and said, I need to talk to you, he'd be like, whoa, He'll okay. Find a way. He'll find a way. Google Translate something. Nobody wants to talk to you because you're a nerd. So it's 100% your fault. Everything in life is your fault. Even the fact that Germans don't want to speak to you in English. That is your fault. You're not important enough. Right. People tell me they haven't got time. I don't want to hear that again. If you haven't got time, then stay a loser. If you don't have time, just stay a loser. It's no problem. If you don't have time to become successful, you can stay a loser. That's fine. Because there's no winners without losers. And I want to stay a winner. And there's no light without dark. And someone has to make the burgers. So just make the burgers, flip the burgers. It's absolutely fine by me. When I go to McDonald's, someone has to serve me. So if you're busy, safe. Hmm. Go to McDonald's, do your job. I don't know how you're too busy to make money and live a fantastic life, but you're not too busy to work at McDonald's.
you're going to explain that to God and your ancestors and your chick when she leaves you. You're going to have to explain that. You're going to have to explain that to her. You've been working with McDonald's 11 years. I don't have time. Bruv, come on. How do I find network? We've answered all these questions already. We've explained that if you become a person of genuine value, you're going to find network by extension. You're going to find network automatically. Yeah. It's very easy to find good people when you're a good person. And that's another thing. It's probably the final point I want to mention. We talk about girls being broken, society being broken, et cetera. But let me tell you something that's going to annoy all the nerds and it should annoy you. And if it doesn't annoy you, then you have a problem because when you're at the tip, tip top, good girls are everywhere. Yeah. Good women are everywhere. There are still some left, but they want me. They don't want you because <laughs> they're good women. Yeah. Sure. They're like, no, I want the top G. I'm a good woman. I've slept with less than three people my entire life. I'm absolutely gorgeous. I cook. I clean. I look after my man. I'm loyal. I dress right. I speak respectfully. I'm not going to go out with Joe Schmo. Nah, sure. Yeah. Why would they? They have an innate value. Why would they give their value to some dork? Would you date you? Exactly. Especially if you were a chick that had what, what real G's want. Yeah. And you behave yourself. No, of course not. And there's another worst thing about being average. I said this to a guy once, and I said this on a lot of pods. The worst thing about being average is now you know your chick fucks average dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's facts, though. So not every average man can take your chick. Yeah. She goes to buy a Starbucks, comes back with a phone number. What the fuck? Yeah, nah. You got to be careful. So the only way to win is just to be a G. If you're a G, so many problems go away. Women ain't going to want to downgrade. They're not going to go from me and, and just get with anyone. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna break up and be like, "Shit, there's a high, there's a high bar to me. There's a very there's high, a bar, high to me. bar to me. I may as well just text Andrew for the fifty fifth time. <laughs> Maybe he'll reply. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. And 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 that's a beautiful feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend it isn't. But I built that all absolutely utterly myself. And I tell every single man who watches my stuff, you can be as important as I am if you're prepared to go through what I've been through and work as hard as I work. And if you're not, then you're never going to be as important as I am. And you're going to have to accept your life as a less important man. If you can accept that and live with that and sleep at night, cool. I can't sleep at night if people can buy shit I can't buy and do shit I can't do. If I see a dude with things I don't have, I'm like, nah, I'm not having that. What? Hard work trumps at most things. 100%, bro. Because no one's, it's the average man doesn't work very hard. So if you work very hard, it's impossible to be average. Yeah, that's that. Literally, that's literally. Nice. $20 to the children. Thank you very much. I'll do my best to add it, but we don't typically take take pledge donations. But I'm going to add that $20 in because you gave it to us. So that's today's emergency meeting. If you haven't signed up to the free email list on cobratake.com, then you are destined to be a loser forever. If a billionaire, because my net worth is close to a billion dollars, sits and tells you he will write an email every day and give it to you for free to help with your mindset and with your finances. And all you have to do is take three seconds to sign up and it costs nothing. If you still do not do that, you deserve to stay eternally poor and your bloodline will hate you. Your grandchildren will sit around saying, remember great granddad had the chance to join Andrew's email list and didn't because he was busy. <laughs> no time. No time. No time. So if you're not going to sign up to the email list on corporatetape.com, you deserve eternal slavery. And don't worry, God will give you exactly what you deserve. If you do sign up, I'm going to do a very important email tonight and perhaps tomorrow morning about the subjects we discussed. If you did write those subjects down, I'd be very interested in hearing you tell me, you self-reflect and be a full-grown man, and you tell me how your life would improve if you heard those conversations in full and applied them to your life. And you can do that on Twitter or X now it's just called at Cobra Tate. You can message me tonight 
on X. I'm going to be on Twitter all night. Tell me how your life would genuinely improve if you listen to those long format speeches and you actually applied them to your life. Because once you understand how great your life can be, you're going to be extremely motivated to go out there and get it. This has been another emergency meeting with me and Tristan. Thank you again very much, Tristan Tate. I appreciate Thank it. You, man. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it. Next time you come on, though, I want some details on the video. I think it's very important you let the world know when you do the video. You should do it. <laughs> I don't think you should be hiding anymore. Free email list on corporate.com. We'll be doing another emergency meeting very soon. The next one's going to build off of this one. So if you haven't written down the subjects, then go back in this stream, watch it, write them down. And come at me with your plan on Twitter, how your life would improve. I'll be retweeting some of them. It's also a chance for you to blow up and expand your socials within an attention economy. The more attention you get, the more rich you're going to be. If I retweet you, it's basically a blessing because I'm a very nice man. I'm going to help some of you who have been perspicacious enough to pay serious attention to this emergency meeting. And all in all, to save the world, you just have to be a better person and be happy.